0: Welcome to Couch Potato Theater here on the Fandom Podcast Network. My name is Kevin, and we have a very special show for you here to celebrate Valentine's Day. Uh, you may own your favorite movies digitally or on physical media. However, when they air on cable TV, you love what you're watching so much, you don't get off that couch. And that is a definition of what our show is all about. My name is Kevin, and we are going to discuss a very, very Popular film celebrated on Valentine's Day. But before I do and introduce the film, I like to introduce my crew. First of all, with me is my Blood of Kings co host, our Highlander Blood of Kings co host, Mr. Lee Fillings. What's up, Lee?
1: Not much, sir. Dealing with some internet issues today. So if I drop out, <laughs> my apologies.
0: <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. We got some, we got, we got an all star cast here, Lee. like to welcome, first of all, the queen of movie foo. Uh, one of our uh, wonderful contributors and co host of Time Warp on the Fandom Podcast Network, Miss Lacey Adderhold. What's up, Hello. Lacey? How you doing? Welcome, welcome.
2: Doing good, doing
0: good. Thanks for having me. All right. Now, Kyle, my brother from another mother, co-founder of the Fandom Podcast Network. He's feeling a little under the weather tonight, so just think of him as the vanisher. Is he here? Is he not? Uh, we wish him well. Uh, get better, Kyle. Won't be able to join us. Maybe he'll be watching us from a distance. We'll see. But are we supposed to imagine I have him as Brad Pitt? Yeah, maybe he's just Brad Pitt. There you go. <laughs> okay. <well. laughs> but I do have someone that I had to bring on here uh, because not only is he one of my oldest friends, but he is a Deadpool expert and a Deadpool super fan, a Deadpool cosplayer, and all things knowing of Deadpool. I'd like to welcome my buddy, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cat Cedar. How are you?
3: How's it going everybody? Much love, much love. Thanks for the okay. invite.
0: So guys, I got to bring something to the table here. So, we're discussing the Deadpool. Wonderful 1988 Dirty Harry movie that everyone I'm sure just loves, loves and I'm so happy that we're here to discuss the Deadpool because this was the film that really kind of started it all when it came to my love for Guns and Roses. You know, not only did you have a young Jim Carrey pretending to sing a Guns N' Roses song, you had a Liam Neeson, and Guns N' Roses made an appearance. So I'm really happy that you're all here to discuss The Deadpool with Clint Eastwood.
1: Damn dirty son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I kid! I think
1: you picked the wrong one.
0: (laughs) We are talking about Deadpool. We're celebrating Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool 2016. Uh came out around um Valentine's Day basically mm-hmm. but lee i have to go to you real quick because this podcast is your fault
1: <laughs> most things are my fault I, I it's my that's what my dad tells me <laughs>
0: You're like, dude, we should do uh, Deadpool uh, because, um, well, Valentine's Day is coming up. And so we figured we would do it the day before Valentine's Day. And first of all, we want to thank everyone out there that is joining us. And we have we have some people chatting here. Uh, hold on. Oh, there's Kyle. Oh, no, you didn't, Kevin. There you go. Uh, we got Adam here as well. Thank you. Word up, y'all. <laughs> Who else we got here? Uh, but we know what happened to the Vanisher. Nice, nice. <laughs> There's Kyle, the Vanisher. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kyle, we hope you're feeling better, brother. Chat, um, I want to go to you real quick. I need you, Cat, to prove to the people that you are a Deadpool expert. What do you got?
3: Uh, Besides the fact of his, you know, <clears throat> first appearance and uh – Oh, you mean this?
0: Yes, thank you. <laughs> Do that again. Do that again.
3: <laughs> I've been there trying to go. land it up better.
0: There you go. Yes, there you go. But, I
3: mean, you, you go, just go to that one, too. You know. The
0: Deadpool Stormtrooper. Is that right? Yep. The tattoo you got? Nice. There? There that is the Deadpool.
3: <laughs> TVP01. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> yes, Adam. Uh, Deadpool had Jim Carrey. Yes. Uh, but anyway, Kat, you are an expert. You also have cosplayed uh Deadpool as well. We've done that uh, together at Dragon Con. Um you uh you're the person that we're going to go to with some of the expert uh you know testimony let's, on this. Let's hope I don't fail you then. <laughs> <laughs> uh Kyle, first of all, brother, I hope you're feeling better, man. Sorry you can't be here. Uh I Yeah. Know feel not. better, man. Yeah. We definitely. miss you. I all right. Okay. I want to, first of all, guys, this is Valentine's Day. Now, we didn't schedule this on Valentine's Day because some people have got plans and, you know, we might not get the viewers because, you know, stuff's going on. So
3: that means you, you have plans.
0: No, I didn't have
1: plans. Okay. Well, then. <laughs> but we Here, are discussing. It's my fault.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Lee's like got to. I don't have a girlfriend, but uh, there's a girl that'd be really mad if she heard me say that. <laughs> But uh, I, oh, I, I just, just have to, be to listen it. to this. I didn't mean to babe
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Um, first of all, quick plot description. We're just going to get right into it. Uh, this is an origin story of former Special Forces operative turned mercenary Wade Wilson, who, after being subjected to a rogue experiment that leaves him with accelerated healing powers, adopts his alter ego, Deadpool. Wait, is it this one or this one? One of those. Anyway, armed with his new abilities and a dark, twisted sense of humor, Deadpool hunts down the man who nearly destroyed his life, Francis. Okay. <laughs> I just got, you know, when you get your Facebook memories, I just got a Facebook memory that I was at the AMC uh, in um, outside of Atlanta watching this on iMac. But I want to get your guys' uh, first experience watching this for the first time. Kat, I want to start with you because you, sir, are the Deadpool expert.
3: Uh, do you want it the first time the first day, the first time the second day, the first time the third day? Just I saw it off three with- time Three times in one day, I didn't leave the theater. <laughs> and, oh, my God. When I, when we first saw the trailer that was leaked by Ryan Reynolds' mother, as they say, mm-hmm. uh, I saw that trailer and I was just in love. It was absolutely phenomenal. Exactly what I wanted to see in a movie. And when they released it, jaw-dropping. It, I mean, my chin was on my chest somewhere, and I was just like, they finally made a Deadpool movie, and they made it right, of which we won't talk about that, that other movie that he was in, but, and I just, I went, got another ticket, watched it again, got another ticket, watched it again, and I've seen it 23 times in the theater, not counting on DVD or anything like that, which is a lot
1: more, I have a problem.
0: Lee, what about you? When did you first see it? What was your first experience?
1: uh amc at uh the southdale mall uh here in minneapolis also the first mall in the world that uh, the way that we think of them um went in watched it um you know like everybody here i saw the uh the trailer that got leaked or the uh the test footage that got leaked uh, absolutely loved that uh i think i actually saw that on attack of the show um before that company went uh, belly up but uh just the amount of work and uh You know, time that they spent on this between, I mean, really Blade 3 was when the talks first started happening, you know, kind of waiting for this to happen. it was amazing Mm -hmm. watching it in the theater. uh, The first time since The Matrix where the slow-mo fight actually paid off in a way that was thrilling (laughs) and surprising and amazing. I, I absolutely loved the whole thing.
0: I love how you mentioned the slow-mo fight in the beginning, especially when they didn't use the names and the real credits. They said, you know, the hacks that did this, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, just the fun stuff and how it went all through the car. And, you know, you saw little shout outs to certain people and stuff like that. Yeah, it's great. Lacey, what about you? When did you first see this film what was your first experience?
2: Um, I saw it the Wednesday before opening night, um, I used to work in theaters and I still had a bunch of friends who worked in theaters. And so, uh, at about two o'clock in the morning, the week before it came out, I got a phone call at 2 AM that said, if you can be here in 25 minutes, you can see Deadpool. And so I got there like 23 minutes later (laughs) and watched it until about 4 AM or whatever, 5 AM. Um, it was fantastic. We had a blast. There was only three of us in the theater. Um, it was fantastic. Um, and then that weekend, I think I saw it four times in three days, maybe, uh, because I had tickets with different groups of people who couldn't all get together. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it was great. Uh, I think the first night I saw it twice. Um, but yeah, I loved, you know, loved the bag, loved the shoes, loved everything.
0: Kyle says, I want to know what you all eat on your chimichangas. I got to be honest with you. I think I had my first chimichanga after I saw the movie uh, or maybe right before it. Yeah, I was kind of more of a burrito guy. I've never actually had a chimichangas. And I think I think I bought mine from like, I don't know, like a uh, – I want to say a fast what, – what, what was it? QT, like a 7-Elevens they have there. Dude, in the, yeah. go to Kuka's. They have them. Yeah. Oh, I know. I've had it since then. But okay. uh, uh, I, want to, I want to start from the – I want to have a discussion about how this movie kind of came about. Obviously we know Ryan Reynolds did the Deadpool character in that, uh, horrible (laughs) version of it, of course, in the, um, uh, Wolverine film and they've made fun of it.
2: (laughs) I think it's fair to say that he played Wade Wilson well in the Wolverine film, but once the transition happened, it was kind of over.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But fans wanted something, uh, more and, I'm going to go to you first, Kat, because I remember they did this test footage mm-hmm. and it's been a while since I've watched it and it went over really, really well. Fans went nuts and it just seemed like Ryan wanted to do this character right. And he's poked fun at it. He's poked fun of it in the film of, you know, how they, they did it, didn't do it well. And uh, but there is a certain buzz this movie had. Tell me uh, when you started hearing about that and your thoughts on that.
3: Uh, When he released his first, uh, once it first dropped, and I was tagged in it like, I don't know, 30, 40 times by many people, and I watched it, it was just overwhelmingly amazing. Uh, Everything from just the simple details of the, not animated, but the computer graphic generated version of it, to watching it once he released the actual movie. I mean, literally, I had no answers for it. I, just, I I think I watched that trailer, I don't know, maybe a hundred times. Just slow motion, watching it, picking it up, picking it up, slow motion. And just, it was the uh, probably the best thing ever released to start a movie and then create a movie off of. Yeah, oh, wow.
0: yeah you know, and Kyle says here, the infamous leak. Uh, yeah. And so the test footage was leaked online in July of 2014. Was met with an overwhelmingly enthusiastic response. And the information I got here was that September, Fox gave Deadpool a release date of February 12, 2016. Production was set to begin March 2015, with Simon Kinberg joining as a producer. Reynolds attributed Fox's green lighting of the film entirely to the leak. He, Miller, and the writers had previously discussed leaking the footage themselves, and Reynolds initially thought that Miller had done so. He later believed the leak came from someone at Fox in exchange for being able to make the film. They want that wanted Fox gave the crew a much smaller budget than a typical uh, superhero film. Uh, Lee, tell me about how you got this leak and you remember seeing it and your responses to it.
1: Um, I remember it was either um, the Nerdist website or the, uh, the attack of the show. Um, cause it was right in the time where they were going under, but I remember catching that and it was, uh, very much, uh, in the fight monkey world. It was like the dude, have you seen this the way that boondock saints was, uh, when it came out
4: uh-huh. and
1: we all just watched it and it's like, this is what fight choreography could be. Uh, it could be really fun. It could lean into when it's schlocky it can lean into that. It can lean into just brutal pain with humor because Aeschylus, one of the oldest rules of, uh, of uh, acting is comedy is tragedy plus time. Uh, so tragedy is always funny uh, if you take enough time. This was just, um, I just call it brutiful. It's <laughs> brutal and beautiful. <laughs> and it was one that uh, we still pull out every so often. It's just one of those examples of... Um, I'm doing a big fight uh, in a couple of weeks and it's one that we pull out just to see, you know, where we can push the envelope, where we can just surprise the audience.
0: Lacey, were you uh, in on the early leak footage? Do you remember seeing that or did you just kind of uh, wait until the development it came out in the theaters? So tell me, tell me about your experience with this leaked footage if you saw it or not.
2: Um, I saw it everywhere. Um, when it came out, I think about 40 people, Email, Facebook, MySpace—I think at the time, maybe MySpace, like, baby, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, like it was like everyone I knew was like, "This is something Lacey needs to see," and I got like forty messages. Um, I think I saw what was it about eight minutes or something, seven minutes, six, whatever, how much it was? Um, that's how it felt anyway. I I was very excited about it from the very beginning. I don't know how it was day of, next day of, somewhere in there. It was kind of that word-of-mouth situation, and I was very excited from the get-go.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because um, I remember seeing that test, which I remember, Kat, you were just going insane for it, and uh, I was just like, Brian Reynolds, I mean, this is, he, he's trying to correct things here. He's trying to be it right, and he just seemed like the perfect cast for it, and my buddy uh, Joseph said, uh, I always thought the bridge scene was fan-made and then was later, was used later. Uh, I don't remember the details on that, but there was, yeah, there was something like they're like, well, we got to recreate this scene for the film. And as far as I remember, they did, was there stuff in the fan made or the, in the trailer or the teaser that uh, wasn't in the movie or did they pretty much use it? Cat, remember?
3: They spot on copied it, but they changed a few things. Like first of all, the song was different in the movie mm-hmm. than it was in the trailer In that little teaser trailer. Some of the uh, mm-hmm. characters that were in that he was fighting in the teaser were like different uh, ethnicity. Like there was, one guy that was uh, Asian that he was fighting in the backseat became a white guy in the movie. Um, but other than that, I mean, they pretty much kept it spot on. Of course, they put it on an actual freeway, which was in uh, Canada, as opposed to, uh, I think that was supposed to be a New York freeway they were on originally. Because right. he takes place in New York a lot of the times. So they changed the, that and made it a little more uh, lighter, uh, opened up so you could see what's going on as opposed to like a darker cityscape. But All Right. They pretty much followed it t to t but just a few changes here and there. Mainly the biggest one being the music.
0: Well, uh, principal photography began on March 23rd, 2015 in Vancouver, British Columbia, under the working title, Wham!
3: <laughs> Wonder Filming
0: why. took place at North Shore Studios and on location Jeez. around the city. Production hired more than 2,000 locals uh, and actors. Uh, of course, uh, we had TJ Miller and Bacarin. Um They were in... You know, they came on there as well as uh, Ed Skiran. He, he was confirmed, and newcomer Brianna Hildebrandt was cast as Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Uh, <laughs> Tim Miller and cinematographer Ken Sang wanted the film to look grittier and less clean and glossy than other superhero films. They decided to shoot with digital cameras but add a film grain in post-production to give the images texture. Uh, I kind of want to touch on that a little bit, guys, because... I think that um, the look of this film did seem grittier. Yes, of course, it was R-rated. We'll get into that a little bit later. But there was a different look to this film. And, and Lee, you kind of touched on that wonderful opening segment with the song and the slow motion. And, uh, you know, and then eventually we see that play out. Uh, Kat, did you get the feeling that this was just this this was definitely it? it had a different look and feel to it other than the fact that we were breaking the fourth wall here.
3: Oh, absolutely. You could tell uh, just looking at his costume. If you looked at his costume uh, at any behind the scene footage, his costume is very clean and crisp looking. But as soon as you put it in front of that filter, you can see it looks almost like it's dirty or stained or, you know, uh, th- that filter, whatever they use, whatever that technology, was, they did, I think made the movie almost perfect.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, Lee, uh, your thoughts on the look of this film compared, and Lacey, I want to get your thoughts too next, of how outside of the wonderful portrayal of Deadpool and the characters in it, how it just had a different feel to it. And I totally forgot to tell people this, by the way. Um, And because of the adult content of Deadpool, um, just want to give a little warning adult content maybe said during this podcast. Some bad words like fuck and piss and shit and all that kind of stuff done. So I'm not just throwing that out there but I want to give you a warning. Ass, You're going to false. probably get into that. Yeah. So
3: you you used the one F-bomb there?
0: Yeah. No, you can say it again. No we just want to give a little warning. <laughs> there may be some uh, bad words you, in adult are, content because are, are well, let's be honest. Are we allowed to say
1: wheezing bag of dick tips.
0: Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> but back to what I okay, wanted to say. Ahead the look of this film compared to the other superhero and Marvel films that were coming
1: out DC as well, Lee? Um, I think that having it in this kind of lived in universe, uh, you know, more stars than Star Trek, uh, it's very pristine. Even when he's in, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the oh, he's, you know, to have an open chest wound and still be, uh, you know, safe. And he has access to all this. Deadpool's apartment that he shares with Blind Al it's just it's disgusting it, 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 and it's awesome uh, you know you see you know he like said this is a dirtier grittier um, some of that is film grain uh, some of that is the fucking language <laughs> uh, but it's just a really cool uh, departure from the uh, uh, from what we got in the X-Men which was other than the bar fight scene in the beginning of X-Men 1 was a very pristine world.
0: Very true. Very true. Uh, Lacey, your thoughts?
1: I think it
2: was an interesting use of color and grain uh, combination because when you think about the comics, you know, with, dead, uh, with um, X-Men before, you know, you had all the kind of a lot of monochromatic colors, a lot of blues, a lot of silvers, a lot of, you know, polished um, visuals. And then you get into... Uh, Logan Wolverine, that kind of stuff. And you had a little bit more, a little bit more grit, but it was just more, it was darker rather than grittier, I think yeah. I feel like. And then with Avengers and all the different superheroes that Marvel kind of started popping out, a lot of that was like bright poppy colors, you know, the bright comic colors. And with Deadpool, they kind of threw it into a blender and slapped it back out. And and I think it, it works well for the character. I think that the grit is part of what makes that character perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. One of the coolest things about Deadpool is the marketing aspect of this film. And I want to get into the posters here, guys, because we have the classic Deadpool poster teaser. I have that t-shirt on right now. Classic look. Uh, Cat, this goes back a ways. This is like, this, this is based off something that's been around for a long time when it comes to the comics.
3: His oh, you're talking about his uh, Th- this poster right here. This link. oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's that that's iconic. That is Deadpool. I mean, anyone that sees Deadpool will see that. That's why I got that. because it's iconic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do me a favor, Cat. Hold that. Uh, hold that tattoo up again. I want to show people this real quick. This is awesome. Look at that right there. <laughs>
4: there we that go. It just
0: looks awesome. Well done. Yeah. So um, go. go ahead, Cat.
3: Uh, so I was gonna I want to thank uh shannon Ritchie he's uh, an amazing tattooist that did that for me and uh thanks shannon
0: yeah shannon's out of New York uh I've got a tattoo uh from him at a star wars celebration great artist too and he also did a custom comic book cover for my first issue of the Princess Leia run that uh, came out several years ago wonderful have, wonderful artist.
3: I have it on one as well with Grindon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right guys uh we got a few more here I gotta show these to you okay so we have this one I remember seeing, this one, is, okay, first, if you guys are listening to the audio podcast, make sure you check out the, uh, um, the video of this, because <coughs> we've got these wonderful slideshows, and I remember seeing this, this um, billboard sign in Oakland, California, back in, Fe- not in February, but I remember before that, and it's basically big emojis of the skull, the poo, and the L saying Deadpool, <laughs> that was great. I thought
1: uh, we've
0: that was a chocolate yogurt emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Reference from the movie. Well done there, Lee. Uh Thank then you. we also Thank have you, these banner. You. We have these banner posters here. Justice has a new face, Deadpool, February 12th. And I'm sure a lot of these were on uh, billboards as well. Why do you get a load of me? February twelfth,
1: twenty sixteen. The classic um, Reynolds, Reynolds. post, too.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love this one here. Way do you get a load of me? And it just shows a crotch shot, uh, a little bit of Dick bulge. It's kind of nice <laughs> with the gun. <laughs> and then the classic, you know, holding up the heart and stuff that, like
3: that. That's now iconic. That was not done in the comics, just so you know.
0: Yeah. Um, Everybody Lacey, else was. You look, Lacey, you're uh, blushing there a little bit. Uh, what's going on?
2: Nothing. These are hilarious. And I loved all of them when they, when I saw them the first time. And they're just as funny now. <laughs> <laughs> <tracks> me up. <laughs> love it.
0: Uh oh yeah, uh, my buddy Joseph says Kev got to show Raider Deadpool. Yeah, our buddy Wade. Um yeah. Uh anyway, uh this is another one, smart ass or badass smart ass, great ass Deadpool coming soon. And uh yeah, I love the one with the sweater here. This is pretty funny. Kind of kind of has a uh, um, Looks like 40-year-old sort of uh, version. Yeah, 40-year-old yeah. virgin kind of look. Exactly. It, so. I think
3: that's what it's supposed to be exactly what it is.
0: <laughs> but what I loved about the promotion of this the most was how, and they say this in the film that it's a love story. And so it they is. were releasing promotional romantic film posters <laughs> to maybe help the guys out there to get the girls to come to this on Valentine's day. And they go, wait a minute. I don't, that's a boy film, right? It's like, no, no. Check out this poster. It's it's true love never dies on Valentine's Day. Do you remember this cat?
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember remember seeing that one, and I was just like, you know, that's probably going to bring a lot of women in to
1: see this movie with their boyfriends. (laughs) They may not be boyfriend and girlfriend when the movie ends, but it'll bring them in. They wait until International Women's Day is over. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, Lacey, do you remember these pr- these different promotional posters? Because they were all over the place.
2: Yeah, the AMC um, over—I think it was at Phipps, had the uh, in Atlanta. Know, the, the, the I think it was like a fifty by twenty-five foot, you know, vinyl—the huge vinyl of it—that um, uh, hung up, like behind, you know the in the windows behind the AMC. There was nowhere else they could put it because it was so big. Yeah, and it was yeah. fantastic. And it was the one. It was the one. The the lovey-dovey one. It was the yeah. Valentine's with the...
0: That's just brilliant. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Because technically it is a love story,
2: which is nice. It and is. The, the,
0: the back- so, he's, But I want to talk about... for the
3: love of his girlfriend. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I want to talk about the um, the cultural aspect of this film, guys. Because this was kind of a risk. You had the fourth wall breaking, which had to be done with Deadpool. I'm talking to you about this, cat, And you, you're like, they have to get this Right. They got the right actor, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Ryan was all over this and wanted to do it right. And uh, it, it seemed like when it comes to the impact that this had, and it made a good amount of money, Cat, we knew we were going to see more of Deadpool.
3: Oh, yeah. 1,000%. One, 1, we got Deadpool. We got Deadpool on video. Deadpool on video, another one. Uh, Deadpool 2. uh and Deadpool 3 coming out soon. X-Force. We got a lot of Deadpool coming.
0: It felt like Lee. Uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the, one uh, so much. Me too. <laughs> Lacey's got the de- the Deadpool. I, I want right. to
1: fight Matt Lauer. I want to fight him <laughs> in his stupid face. <laughs> yeah,
0: right there. Once Upon a Deadpool 2. Um, Lacey, I wanted, regarding the cultural impact of this, you know, we had all the Marvel stuff coming out, of course. Uh, the, the MCU this was kind of a breath of fresh air, so to speak, even though it was covered with a lot of, you know, fucks and really bloody stuff going on. And, you know, a lot of cult, a lot of pop cultural jokes as well. Poking fun at people, literally poking fun at uh, Hugh Jackman uh, and being obvious about it. Give me your thoughts on that aspect of the film. Uh,
2: I think the first pop culture reference is the, um, mama june comment and i had never seen that show the honey boo boo show or whatever and so i was sitting there going what? and afterwards like i said i only saw it with three people and so afterwards they brought it up on their phone to show me what the comment was i was like oh okay there you go but it was hilarious all the way through i mean there was not there were so many laughs that they overlapped the next bit of humor, which is, I think part of the reason that I saw, saw it four times, you know, three days later. Yeah. So
0: Lee, I want your input on the cultural impact this movie had, because it was pretty big.
1: Uh, this was crazy. This uh, is one of those that comes around every few years that just sets a standard of what a comedy can be. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, about eight years before that it was uh, Tropic Thunder um, you know, a while before that, we had uh, The Hangover. A while before that, we had, uh, or actually the Superbad. But um, it's not just the language that makes it funny. It's the delivery. It's the setup. It's uh, it's really the characters. And uh, they had this perfect storm of a script written around Ryan Reynolds' uh, strengths, which is a snarky comment and being a dreamboat. Um, and then it was assisted by, uh, guys that got it, uh, you know, uh, the writers, you know, the real heroes here. <laughs> and I thought it was, um uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, and, and it allowed the, the genre to not take itself so seriously.
0: True. Kat, do you have some?
3: Also the, the impeccable timing of all the characters working together just made it flow like water. It was perfect.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I wanted to just touch on, I love taglines from movies, uh, whether it's on posters or whatever. Uh, Some of the great taglines for Deadpool, which I think is great, is with great power comes great irresponsibility. (laughs) Witness the beginning of a happy ending. Badass, (laughs) smartass, greatass. A new class of superhero. Sit on this. Wait till you (laughs) get a load of me. Size matters. Feel the love Valentine's Day. Justice has a new face, and they messed with his face, and kidnapped his girl. He's not used to being a hero, but he'll give it a whirl. Do you remember that? I don't remember that at
3: all. <laughs> I don't remember the whirl part, but I remember the first two.
1: <laughs> that reminds, wanna, sounds like something the studio came up with and thought, this is going to be the one that sells, and nobody cares. I know, right? <laughs> All right.
0: I want to get your guys' thoughts on your favorite scenes. And, Lee, I want to start with you. Um, I just want to give a shout out again to those opening credits. I love it when a movie starts with opening credits. You mentioned that, but what else do you love? What What is some of your other favorite scenes in this movie? Uh,
1: honestly, when he goes to the guy's house um, and uh, roughs up the pizza delivery kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the, the manic talent that he has in that scene of just like walking in, scaring the crap out of, uh, you know, a uh, chandelier butt guy. Uh, the pizza guy thinks that he's like watching, you know, Oh man, is this jackass is going to, is going to get it. He ends up, uh, getting threatened. Um, and he goes s- just this split second psycho. It's like, okay, this is a murderer. You know, uh, like I said, soft spot. If you look at her again, you'll find out. You mean, I have some hard you mean this, po-
0: this poor devil right here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he just that switch. It's like, you know, this is going to be somebody that, uh, uh, is a capable killer and then of course that amazing line um you know if you don't shut up i'll kill the cat uh, <laughs> i don't understand i don't have a cat well who's <laughs> kitty litter Think shit <laughs> <in>? <laughs> like where is, where'd that come from and uh, you know i love the uh the where's francis montage yeah uh you know this shit's gonna have nuts in it and then you <laughs> go through like all these you know uh, the evolution of the costume, you know, like oh yeah, it's uh, what is it, club soda and lemon to get blood out, or you could just wear red, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, like all these, you know, great moments. Uh, you Don't know, steal they, everyone's thunder okay. here, Lee. Well, Don't that's everyone. That's my, my montage scene. That's it. So
0: okay, uh, Lacey, what were some of your favorite scenes? Uh,
2: honestly, I think any any scene with Dopinder. <laughs> yes, like, thank you. That I man love is Dopinder. So like he's so dry and so. He's he's the he's the quietest most excited quiet person I've ever seen. Like he's quietly excited about everything. And then anything with TJ Miller, I mean, face fucked a topographical map of Utah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, absolutely. You're going to die alone. <laughs> yes. You know, an avocado had sex with an older avocado. or I mean, it just... It's,
1: it was unhealthy. It was hate-fucking. <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, there was something terrible in the relationship. I mean, there was... <laughs> the this is all thing. they got left. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Um, and, of course, the outtakes on that. Like, the alts oh, on TJ yeah. on yeah. Miller. And uh, on, it just absolutely hilarious.
0: Kat, what are your, some of your favorite scenes of Deadpool?
3: The movie? The whole thing. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick one that's obscure. People might not know. Uh, if you didn't read the comics, uh, Deadpool ends up getting in a sidekick called Agent Bob. Mm-hmm. And when he meets Bob and he starts talking to him, I'm like, hey, Bob, Bob, it? Oh, please give him his own movie. Please let him be in the next movie. Of course, he wasn't. But that was probably my favorite part. And it's just the whole interaction between him and Bob. And like, didn't we have a back in, like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's back there, you know? And then, yeah, the I always in the, uh, the superhero landing, superhero, superhero landing, superhero landing. Boom! That's <laughs> terrible on the knees.
0: Can confirm. Oh man, I can't do. Uh, <laughs> you know when it cut? Oh God, I just yeah just rewatched it, and I, I love the I love this I love I love the scenes uh, like when he gets his hand cut off, <laughs> 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 or he cuts his own hand off to escape, and he's with Al. And he's like basically saying you might want to leave because you know it looks so it's gonna look, it looks so much bigger you know when I hold it you know and, <laughs> and and then you and then when you do the flashback scene and you see him like jerking off with the, the like, oh, the you we not supposed to see that yeah the flashback that was so funny <laughs> but the scene I, I, I hope watch. put a
1: Captain Unicorn or Captain Boomerangs unicorns like I want that to be a crossover too
0: <laughs> yeah. The scene that I can watch over and over again, though, is when he's actually like strapped down and being tortured. And all of the dialogue that he's having with Ajax and Gina Carano's character and, you know, how he's just testing him and testing him. And, you know, you got something in your teeth, you know, and just, oh, God. And and then it kind of goes along. What's my name? What's my name? And then, you know, it's Francis. And you can tell Francis gets a little pissed. He found out his real was really, really good. Uh, do you guys have any favorite quotes? I know we've kind of thrown some out there, but do you guys have any favorite quotes, Lacey?
2: I love it when he uh, reminds Agent Smith that they're within five hundred feet of a school, so he'll have to leave out the back door. <laughs> um, and yeah. then uh, just the the you know happy International Women's Day.
0: <laughs> what about you, uh, Kat, Do you have any favorite quotes?
3: Uh, one of my favorites is when he's uh, in the bed with his girlfriend. You think, like, oh, Star Wars. He's like, Return of the Jedi, but, uh, Empire's
1: back, bitch.
0: Lady, <laughs> do you have any favorite
1: quotes? Um, I just got to say, wheezing bag of dick tips again, uh, just because it's so much fun to say. But like, it's, you know, going all the way back to Blade 3, which is where the, you know, the conversation with uh, him playing Deadpool started he played Hannibal King and he called uh, one character, a cock juggling Yeah, And it's like, it took him that long to one up that line. Uh, and it was brilliant. And then same scene when he's talking to uh, Colossus, he's like, I'm going to do one of two things. I'm going to kill that wheezing bag of dick tips, or I'm going to smack the bitch out of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my buddy,
0: <laughs> Joseph says uh, when he fights the two Chinese girls and he feels bad,
2: it's so Is It feels so wrong. <laughs> Is more politically incorrect to smack you? Is it politically incorrect? I don't. <sighs> yeah. I, this one. This
0: one made me laugh so hard, though. I love has when Colossus says, "You will come talk to Professor Xavier," and he's being dragged. And he goes, "McAvoy or Stewart? These timelines get so confusing." <laughs> I thought
2: that was a good. One. And uh, any reference to the uh, the studio you'd think they'd, they'd, you know, hook us up with at least one X-Men or like the studio couldn't afford, you know, no. the yeah. X-Men, X-Men. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's a pretty big helps you have here. Couldn't but in, De- X-Men, could you? in
2: Deadpool 2, I love how they upped that ante
0: on that yes. one. Oh, that was really, really funny. Guys, I want to talk about the cast. Uh, well, let's start here with director Tim Miller on the set here. Uh, if you're watching the video, of course, so we got, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, seems like Tim got it. Uh, I know he didn't return for the second one, but, uh, He seemed like a good director for it. Uh, I think this was his first big movie, if I remember correctly. Uh, But guys, Ryan Reynolds, let's talk about him real quick. Lacey, um, perfect Deadpool.
2: Uh, Well, right. I mean, I've loved Ryan Reynolds forever. Um, I mean, just all the way back to like the alarmist and all, I mean, like way, way back. So um, when it comes down to it, this is not really a stretch for his personality. I mean, minus the serial killer aspect or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I loved it. His his comic timing is perfect. He's He's got that like super, super quick wit that I just, that it is required for Deadpool, yeah.
0: Buddy Ryan, uh, Ryan is it? Uh, oh, my, my good friend there, uh, the G.I. Joe Real American head cast, he says Ryan was perfect for Deadpool. Uh, Nathan says, perfect Green Lantern, (laughs) question mark.
3: Quiet, Nathan. Don't make me come visit you.
0: Uh, What about you, Kat? Let's talk to you about uh, Ryan Reynolds.
3: Yeah, look at that sexy beast. And then, of course, there's Ryan Reynolds, too. I meant the unicorn.
0: Uh, Your thoughts, Ryan Reynolds.
3: Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like Lacey said, timing, pit perfect. Humor is perfect. You know, I mean... He got in the shape to make it um, for his body to look just like it would look in the comics, you know. Thank God, did them small feet though, because that would be really bad. And then you know, other people in the comic world will know what that means. They'll so have to figure out that joke mm-hmm. later. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he he, ha- he nailed it, hands down. Nobody else, I don't think, anywhere in the movie business, I think could even come close to the seriousness, the comedy, the uh, intrigue he has in his timing.
1: Lee, thoughts? Uh, absolutely loved it. Um, in my own personal headcanon, uh, Wade Wilson is the identity that Monty from Waiting took on uh, when he went into hiding after killing several customers. Uh, the amount of snark and psychosis he wait, has- Wait, 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 in wait, wait this- back
0: up, back up, back up. Uh, who did you just reference? Uh,
1: the movie Waiting. Oh, right. Right. Me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. I forgot about that film. <laughs> and If you've
1: ever waited tables, this is exactly how psychotic and snarky and perverted, uh, waitstaff are. So like, I, I truly believe this is actually Monty. Uh,
0: that's actually a good point. I forgot his name. So I didn't get to him, but uh, I obviously I saw Lacey. He's like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Ryan was great in this. Uh, I've always been a fan of his, uh, I like the romantic comedies he's done, but I think what's really important here is that he, he took a risk to, I think just totally take on the mantle of this character. And I think he listened to the fans. He knew what the fans wanted and he wanted to get it right. And I think that he nailed it. And, uh, he's also been extremely entertaining promoting these films. Uh, and I, I think that, uh, you know he's always kind of had that thing about he's always had that Ryan Reynolds-y thing and I think uh, my friend Aaron at the GI Joe real American headcast kind of touched on that uh, but it's something that we like seeing and he's got this kind of delivery he's always had and I think it's just lent well to the character of Deadpool wouldn't you agree cat uh, absolutely yeah uh,
3: he like I said his personality and his nature he nailed it nobody else yeah. could do it I don't I don't think anyone else could do it as good as he did it.
0: Uh, let's talk about the rest of cat. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, for you, uh, sorry, <clears throat> had a moment there. For you, the you fans of uh, Firefly, of course. Uh, uh, we've, we've had this this lovely girl here, Morena Bucaran, is Vanessa. Uh, we also have, of course, uh, Ed Skieran is Ajax Francis, <laughs> and of course Dopinder Colossus. Uh, um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and I'm sorry, what's Gina Carano's character called? Angel Dust. Angel Angel Dust. 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 And then, of course, we've got uh, TJ Miller's character. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the rest of the cast there. Let's start with you, Big Lee.
1: Um, You know, I think this was kind of like Ryan Reynolds is perfect for uh, Deadpool. I think uh, Gina Carano was perfect for Angel Dust. Uh, She kind of torpedoed her own career the last couple of years. But uh, she really... um, brought exactly what was needed to a superhero franchise. Uh, she had some physicality. Uh, this is not, um, you know, speaking as a, as a, a stunt actor, uh, this isn't somebody that was just kind of doing choreography and relying on everyone else to react to her. She was fighting. And obviously she has a background in uh, pro wrestling and MMA. Um, absolutely love, uh, Marina, um, in all sorts of everything. Uh, she was amazing in this. Um, you know, it's, uh, an interesting role because it was so dirty and naughty and yet so tender. Um, like taking, you know, their love story is on a, you know, the humor of it and the darkness and the complexity and the the truth is almost like Russian tragedy. I mean, it's that good. Uh, so, you know, I could go on and on, but I really think that these are, uh, you know, some pretty amazing uh, casting choices.
0: Cat, uh, your thoughts on the cast, the rest of the cast.
1: i I
3: right there with Lee. Everyone did an amazing job. Even the computer-generated character ca- characters did a great job, too. I mean, who would have thought that one? Um, But, yeah, I mean, Francis Ajax, great villain. Tim Miller was great one-off with uh, Ryan Reynolds and the banter back and forth. Dopinder, just hilarious in his dry sense. Everyone was perfect. I mean, they picked... The right people, like you said, Ryan loved this so much, and it was his child. He wanted to get the right people to do the right thing. And whoever they picked to pick him,
0: hey, bless them. Lacey, your thoughts on the cast?
2: Uh, The cast all around was fantastic. I think that um, we really should talk about Brianna a little bit. Is it Brienne? Brianna, Um, uh, NTW. She was so perfect. Um, and the actress has been, I mean, she's done a lot of stuff for, you know, someone her age and, you know, this is one of her first, you know, few things, but she's recently done, you know, she was in a film opposite John Cena recently. She played Lucifer's daughter in the, uh, the, um, Tom Ellis iteration of Lucifer in like the, I think the fifth or sixth season, um, she's, she's going to be up there in the future. I think she's got a huge career ahead of her.
0: Yeah. Well said. Well said. Um, uh, I thought the cast was great. I loved, uh, just the chemistry and how everyone kind of had a moment too. And I'm glad you sh- gave a shout out to Dopender.
2: <laughs> love, love, I, love Dopinder.
0: He cracked me up. I just love the, 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 the moments between Deadpool and Dopinder and you know, how Deadpool is invested okay. in him and his girlfriend that, you know, he, uh, wants to marry and I, you know, and didn't have money and (laughs) just left open. Give
3: give
1: them advice.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Kill him. (laughs) Locks his, his, what was it? His romantic rival in the trunk. Mm. Yeah,
1: And then gets rear ended. -ended.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Uh, So this movie did well, guys. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, it ran, it's an hour and 48 minutes released February 12th, 2016. And uh, let's see what else we got going on here. It uh, The budget was $58 million. Not a lot compared to the, the big movie budgets that go over $100 million. The opening weekend in the U.S. Um, and Canada, um, recorded on February 14th, Valentine's Day, was $132 million, which is pretty impressive. R-rated superhero film. Mm-hmm. Um, you And worldwide gross, $782 million. Uh, we have some critical responses here. I want to mention Rotten Tomatoes film holds an approval rating of 85%, uh, with an average rating of 7.1 out of 10. Um, the critical consensus reads fast, funny, and gleefully profane. The fourth wall busting Deadpool subverts superhero film formula and wildly entertaining and decidingly non family friendly insults. I want to touch on this fourth wall thing I thought, okay, first of all, I used to do improv and Improv is kind of like a little bit about that a little bit. And I thought it didn't feel weird to me. That's the thing. I, I wasn't looking at it going, wow, this is weird and uncomfortable. Uh, and Kat, you mentioning that this had to be a thing because you did it in the comics, just like um, we've seen recently with She-Hulk done really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really pulled this off well. And it just felt like they were bringing us into this adventure of breaking the fourth wall.
3: Well, it's because they didn't saturate you with fourth wall breaking. They did it a few times, the right times, with the right comments, and then sort of let it just trickle back to, to the story. So they didn't, you know, constantly, okay, guys, we're going to break the fourth wall here and tell you what's going on. Instead of it's like, da, 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 oh, yeah, and uh, he did that too. And then, you know, back to the story. So they kept it very fluid and did it, like I said, the right times. They did it, what, maybe it half does no, like eight times in the movie, I think they broke the fourth wall.
0: Yeah. Lacey, what you, did, did it feel natural to you or did it take you a while to get used to it?
2: No, it didn't bother me at all. Not in the least. Uh, and I think that yeah. the 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 point is that when they started with the credits saying God's perfect idiot, some hot chick, you know, the real, the true heroes, you know, I think. the British villain. Yeah. With a British. Yeah. So that set it up for a very specific tone. And I think once people started reading that and realizing okay, so they're really taking the piss here. Like this is going to be, they're taking, because they were taking themselves, they weren't taking themselves too seriously, which was, was a yeah. huge part of Deadpool. So I think that that really did kind of pave the way for all the fourth wall breaks.
0: What about you, Lee? You've done a lot of theater and film. Fourth wall breaking usually isn't a thing, but what did you think?
1: Um, I think that it really works well because, uh, well, there's two things um, that film should be storytelling and um, the storytelling requires a voice. When you have decided that this is the structure of a movie, that uh, it, everything has to be ABC, going back to a Tropic Thunder, uh, Ben Stiller has that comment in there like, my audience needs to know when it's okay to get up and take a piss. Uh, with uh, When you break that mold, you run a risk, but you also give people something new and it makes them listen instead of just kind of let it roll over them. Uh, And I think by setting it up right away, you know, again, with the, uh, with that great opening shot, and then we get the, uh, the beginning of that uh, fourth wall break, the narration, uh, the comedy, suddenly you're giving the audience a reason to listen, a reason to watch and a reason to pay attention, which, um, has been done with, uh, shiny objects and, uh, you know, other things. But in this case, it was done through storytelling, which is one of the oldest, uh, methods of art we have. And I think they did a really great job with it.
0: Yeah, this was what I found fascinating about this film. And I want to mention a couple other, uh, comments regarding the criticism or, or critics, a Rolling Stone Peter Travers said, the film goes too long and repetition dulls its initial cl- uh, cleverness, but with the junky feel is part of its charm. He praised the cast, particularly Reynolds, as well as Tim Miller's uh, action sequences. And um, the Hollywood Reporter said, felt the film took a while to get going, but once it does, Deadpool drops Trow to reveal itself as a really raunchy, very dirty and pretty funny goof on the entire superhero ethos. And there was something to me that kind of rang true to what I was kind of feeling as much as I love this film, I feel like cause it starts off with the whole bridge thing and then it kind of breaks away for it while you get this whole backstory thing. And it feels like the first it, like hour and a half, it all revolves around coming back to this famous bridge scene and Colossus coming in and then getting, and getting uh, um, Deadpool and him cutting his arm and stuff. And then it goes to the other action sequences. And it, in a way it kind of takes you, I don't know. It's, it was a very interesting way to tell the story. And as much as I love the film, it's still I'm not going to say it bothers me, but it's just one of the little things that I feel like it does drag it on a little bit. Am I the only one out of these four of us here feel that way? Anyone yeah. else? Ex- Explain Lee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I think that uh, one of the things that uh, the audience uh, needs to be respected for is that we understand that a superhero exists. We understand that they have powers. We understand the XYZ. Uh, when, when we get yet another origin story for Batman, Uh, You know, it's like, oh, he's going to eventually become this. He's going to eventually become that. When you start off with it and boom. And then in this case, we get a reason why he's there. Uh, And basically it's the plot of Joe versus the volcano. Uh, Some rich guy is using him for his own reward. uh, And uh, he decides, no, I'm going to uh, escape this in a fiery apocalypse. This is the plot of Joe versus the volcano. Um, by starting there saying, Hey, this is what you came here to see. This is the movie you're watching. Um, it allows, uh, the audience to get that. Okay. I know where this is going. And then we get to move on to the next thing into the next thing. Um, instead of like slowly building up to Deadpool, the one that we know. Um, I, I think that it allows the Brian Reynolds character we see being nice to the, the kid dealing with her stalker. It allows that person to coexist with Deadpool. And I don't yeah. think in a linear fashion that character exists as Deadpool.
0: Right. Chat. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lacey.
2: You also have to think that if they did do it chronologically, it would be a whole lot of drama and then a whole lot of humor. Yeah. Because it's, it's literally it's drama and then action humor.
0: What do you think uh, uh, of this criticism or thoughts of on? I, I, the I love the way they,
3: they did it. Me being a huge Deadpool fan, reading the comics, it felt perfect to me. I loved how it started quite literally the middle of the movie. Then it went to the beginning of the movie to explain who he was and why he became what he was. Then it went back to the middle of the movie and then finished the movie. So this sort would of have did a, you know, Jotunheim kind of, <laughs> you know, bin fang, yeah. boom thing. Eating his own tail and then finishes off.
0: Well said. All right, guys. I want to get into the video releases here. Do me a favor, guys. Grab your uh, your your copies, your Blu-ray, DVDs.
1: Hold it up for us, real quick. You know, oh, mine's over on the shelf.
0: That's all right. Everyone, hold them up First here. All of them. Yeah, have a little fun. <laughs> right here. Oh, so I want to bring this Sorry. up because this this movie had a dude. I love that one. I got that. I got that one. Hold that up a little bit closer to the camera, there, cat um yeah there you go hold that i'm gonna hold mine up lacy holders up Hold oh, sorry. Up. There, go.
1: there you go let's
0: Got see it. your face too cat come on
1: <laughs> I, I that cat's de- deadpool thing should be like a trapper keeper cover i know that right amazing i
0: found that copy for him in australia and i had to send it to him because i thought it was really really cool
1: <laughs> i love it
0: but when it came to the video release guys uh they were very very clever first of all i remember walking into a um uh a Walmart. And this is before I think the actual video came out. They released all of these other Fox related releases with Deadpool alternate slip covers. And I myself have some of these and I want to show you real quick. Let me go ahead and, uh, uh, how many many do you have, dude? (laughs) First of all, I have the revenge of the nerds version right here. And it comes with, uh, Five dollars for Deadpool 2 money. So well, there you go. I guess this was probably released afterwards. Okay. And what, but, but everyone on the back said, I wish I was in this movie, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and I also got the Terminator version right there. It's pretty cool. And I had to also get the Predator version as well. Look, notice the squirt gun he's got there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I want to, sh- I want to, I got to show this to you guys real quick though. I mean, the, um, that's a display stand that was in a Walmart and as you see they have the good, the bad, the ugly and there was even a picture of a Deadpool holding up a Deadpool laser disc and VHS copy um, that was just done for fun there was probably a VHS fake copy that was put out there with a DVD in it but I could take I would love to have that Deadpool right there
1: that's amazing
0: <laughs> uh, do you guys remember these coming out uh, oh, yeah. Lacey? Oh
2: yeah oh yeah um, I'm a kind of a purist when it comes to my movies, but um, these were hilarious. I definitely stood there at the. Uh, the Did you pick thing. up one at all? No, nah, no. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a purist when it comes to my movies because I would end up having to put them all under M for Marvel, under D for Deadpool, and that would make it really hard for me to find things like, you know, Terminator. Uh, uh, but, <clears throat> yeah,
0: the, the Castaway one is hilarious because it's it's Wilson, but you know, with the Deadpool mask. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. Uh, cat. Uh, do you remember these at all?
3: Oh yeah. I think I have 14 of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, some of them I just couldn't find. Like they didn't have like, they didn't have the, um, the good, the bad, the ugly. And they didn't have the, uh, predator one when I went, but I have the Terminator one. I have the run of the nerds one. I have the Wilson one. I have a majority of those on, on that, uh, display.
4: I-
0: I remember when these came out and uh, I, I, I think I got maybe about originally around eight of them or something like that. But people were buying these up because these movies weren't very expensive. They were about $10 or less yeah. uh, depending on the film. And so they were very affordable. And, you know, if you didn't want the slip cover, you would just take it off and then underneath the uh, – see if I have – oh, yeah, here we go. Here's the Predator one right here. I'll show you the Predator one. Take off the slipcover, it's basically the original Predator, yeah, the predator. Uh, release, mm-hmm. you know. But people were like buying these up and like selling them complete collections. Like, and I remember seeing them go for like over 200, 300 dollars oh, yeah. right when they first came out. It
3: was crazy. I remember seeing that too. But
0: one of the most brilliant, um, uh, promotional DVD promotional movies I've, I've ever seen or promotional moves for video release, uh, and, and I guess this was promoting the Deadpool movie that was coming out so i did get my time wrong there but uh i, I just thought that this was fantastic and uh they were selling out quick uh I, you know is do you have a favorite one cat of the of the of the ones that are out here
3: oh honestly no I, I i really don't i love i thought they're all mine are all still sealed i haven't opened them and i'm keeping them a, there was because. a
0: logan one an edward scissor hands one yeah, uh, a Fight Club one. Office uh, Space. Office, office Space. I kind of yeah. wish I would have. Maybe I don't know. I kind of wish I'd gotten the office. My cousin Vinny as well was done. <laughs> it
4: was great. Yeah. I, th-
3: I think it was more for the the um, Fox to, if somebody bought it and opened it and watched, it goes, "Oh, this is in Deadpool. This is uh, let me watch this movie and see what this is about." You know, yeah, kind of uh, deal as well. But yeah, oh, it was an amazing marketing plan.
0: I want to touch on the uh, different versions, uh, the alternate versions. Uh, the theatrical and DVD releases were censored by the CBFC in India to secure an A rating. Uh, asshole, motherfucker, balls, blowjob, touching myself, twenty-four ball gags, vagina, bitch, dick, sucker, cock, testicles, and dildo
1: were all muted. Wait, um, what were those again? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, that?
0: Asshole, motherfucker, balls, blowjob, touching myself, twenty-four ball gags, vagina, bitch, dick, cut, digga, <laughs> damn it! I'm sorry.
1: I almost failed. had it. <laughs> he, he, his tongue got caught up on all that cock, uh, <laughs> and the ball gangs just got got in the way of his pronunciation.
0: <laughs> Almost had it again, man. Almost had it again. I, I was <laughs> I was having a, uh, a Scott Pilgrim flashback there. For, uh, the triple headshot in the highway fight was removed. Can you imagine that? That was like one of the best shots. <laughs> mm-hmm. the oh, and by, by the way, uh, Aaron, I just want to let you know this is not a family-friendly episode. We had a little. Uh, you know, warning at the beginning of the show. So if you just came in on it, your kids are watching it.
1: Sorry. (laughs) Balls, 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 balls.
0: (laughs) Nudity, thrusting and innuendos were removed from the sex scene. Deadpool cutting his hand off was removed, replaced with shots of Colossus, a poster showing a woman touching her vagina was removed. (laughs) Shots of naked women in the strip club were removed. Oh man. Stan Lee was the only thing in that, yeah. in that scene, I guess.
1: <laughs> the the movie would be seven minutes long. I'm like trying to like, what's left?
0: The freeform print removed all uses of fuck.
1: <laughs> what the fuck for?
3: <laughs> it's a fucking rated out movie.
2: Um, there's a. And,
0: go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Listen. There's a there's a thing you can put on your your TV for people who are like like I have a friend who's pretty religious. And so, um, they have this, it's a thing they put on their TV where it, it goes to the movie and it edits out, um, everything that is not, you know, you can set your own parameters. Um, but Deadpool ended up being, um, 26 minutes long.
4: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It was
2: like 26 26 or 24. Yeah. It ended up being like really short. Exactly. They they, they, they basically removed
3: the entire movie.
1: Yeah. yeah, just like Nathan said, yeah. And, and but Chad, no, years yeah. ago, Mad TV <laughs> did the edited-for-TV version of uh, The Sopranos on, like, the PAX network. <laughs> and just go watch it. It's amazing. Uh, Will Sasso Ooh. does an amazing James Gandolfini impression, uh, but it's really good.
0: Nice. want to give a shout-out to the special effects here, guys. There's a shot of uh, the bridge scene. Uh, where Colossus, uh, uh, where the guy's wearing the mocap suit. Um, I, I thought the effects were just phenomenal, and mm-hmm. it starts off with that awesome opening uh, scene. But, Kat, I think that the violence is something that we do have to just touch on real quick here because this movie was very violent, but it was done in a very theatrical way, and it wasn't like I don't know, maybe cutting on maybe. I, the only thing that was cringeworthy for me was a little baby hand. I mean, I, just, I'm just like, it's oh like a my God, spoon. No, no. give me all the blood shots and this, you know, the the swords through the body, the, the heads being cut off. But that was cringeworthy for me. But the violence, Lee, you work in movies and uh, you're going to be having your gun segment coming up here very shortly. You've seen a lot of violent films. The violence in this movie was fantastic. I got to give it that.
1: Yeah. There is uh, when he catches up to Jared, a.k.a. Agent Smith in the warehouse, <laughs> there is a move that he does to one of the bodyguards. He stabs him in the chest with a sword. Then he jumps on the handle and rides it straight down. Yeah, that to yeah. me is amazing. I absolutely uh, that that just kills me. I love it. It killed him, too. Killed him, uh, too. <laughs> yeah. Getting Lacy. stabbed in the head and then yeah. like the, the the guilty feet. Of God there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean at a certain point again comedy is tragedy plus time these are all horrible horrible things to do to a person and we can't help but laugh. Lacey
0: your thoughts on the violence of this film Um, do, I, I, you kind of get cringy sometimes with certain violence don't you?
2: Only in horror movies I'm not <laughs> interested in like watching someone eat someone's guts out or something like that like I don't want to see like you know cannibals and stuff like that but There's a certain aspect of horror comedy that I can dismiss all the all the cringy stuff like that doesn't bother me. Um, I think the cringiest thing is something like um, the the bloody leg in uh, like cabin fever or something like that. That's the kind of stuff Mm. that that really cringes me out. Yeah, Uh, this none of this offended none of this. This was all absolutely expected and in endorsed and excited i loved all of it it was fantastic
0: not even the weird doll hand
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> well it was used for such comic effect that it didn't really there wasn't oh, time for me God. to be like Ugh. it was just uh, it was so funny
0: cat what are your thoughts on the violence of this film
3: there was violence in this movie wait a minute When? hold on <laughs> i missed it all i i will say my favorite violent scene though one of them was uh, when he was counting down the bullets, when he had 12 bullets left to kill all the guys on the bridge. Yeah. He flips over the car and shoots the three guys in the head with one bullet, and all you see is, like, <laughs> yeah, this is good. This is going to be good.
0: I, and then that just it reminded on me on the number of, third
1: guy's forehead.
0: And, and the random, after Colossus says something about his violence and killing people, the random guy that was stuck to the sign just falls
2: off
1: the side. He, he was already up there. we got here. <laughs> can we talk about? Uh, we Wade got here. Uh, his limbs, Aaron uh, "What well, was that, Lee?" Yes.
3: Can we just
1: talk about Wade breaking all of his arms and legs, beating the crap out of Colossus. Yes, like, that hurts. <laughs> that so we know what really killed the dinosaurs.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, Aaron oh,
1: has got the up.
0: Oh my what? god. Yes, when he cuts off his own hand and Colossus looks at the severed hand and he's got the middle finger.
1: And <laughs> <In> Megasonic <laughs>, laughs. laughs. Yes.
0: Uh, Aaron here at uh, G.I. Joe, Real Markethead Headcast, He says he loved the baby dead. You're sicko, dude. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was funny. It was good. It was good. Uh, okay, guys. Now, there are certain movies that we like Lee because it's good gun porn. Well, those of us that like good weapons and weapons being used in movies, especially when they're cool weapons and they get good death scenes by cool weapons, uh, we go to you know the internet firearms database to get more information on these. Lee has a segment that I uh like to call Guns, 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 and uh, this of course is from the movie Robocop with my favorite villain of all time, Clarence Boddicker. And we've used it, of course, I think, on uh, Aaron's podcast. Um, I'm sorry, not Aaron's podcast. Adams. Um, Adam's podcast, Lethal Mullet. We talk about guns. One of my favorite things. And um, uh, Lee, you wanted to have a little gun segment here. Now, we want to stipulate here. Uh, you actually a, are a uh, not only a stuntman, uh, you are a weapons wrangler. And yes. the weapons that you are about to talk about and you show are actually not real guns. Um, but you do want to talk about the guns that were in Deadpool. So before you show your guns, why do you want to have a gun segment in Deadpool? Why is this gun porn to you?
1: Because they've got a, an awesome collection of firearms. This isn't just your standard. Um, I've got a Beretta and an AK and a AR-15. Uh, they really went to some fun places with all this, um, you know, and. Um, like you said, I work, uh, as an armorer uh, in film. And, um, and also, as you said, everything I'm about to show you is a safe prop. Uh, these are non-working firearms. I built the, uh, an armory over the last year after the incident on rust, uh, because that is, uh, having a live weapon on set is irresponsible, even though I have been on sets where it's happened. Um, you can make them as safe as you want. Those are still firearms. So, um, uh, that said they have the coolest guns in this movie. so
0: well let's let's start off with uh, the classic desert Eagle that we have here um, Lee yeah
1: what you got there Now this is a new purchase uh, I got just recently this is the Desert Eagle uh, IMI uh, Israeli Military Institute. Uh, this is chambered in uh, 50 AE which is a huge round. Um, if you want to kill somebody and three people standing behind them, this is the round to go for it. <laughs> unless, it unless your henchmen have like really solid foreheads, like uh, number three did in there. Deadpool's uh, got
0: two of these, buddy!
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got a second one too, but I don't have enough room right here by my desk to have all of these. Uh, one interesting thing about this, though, uh, when you watch these act, uh, notice how the full uh, slide doesn't come back. This is This part is kept solid so that it retains weight. So you don't uh, have uh, a high muzzle raise. So it's an interesting uh, little thing there. Uh, the orange tip is going to be removed, but I kept it on there for our uh, thing today. Uh, that is basically uh, something that allows it to be sold as a, uh, uh, a toy. Or if you do um, uh, mil-spec uh, airsoft shooting, um, you use these. Um, I use these only for film. So this will no longer have an orange tip uh, by the end of next week. So Gotcha.
0: Uh, We got, of course, this awesome little gun here that Al has and then (laughs) then was used uh, to basically kill Ajax at the end.
1: (laughs) Yep. Uh, This is a nice little pocket 25 uh, based on a uh, John Browning design, who is kind of the main uh, gun designer of the uh, late 19th and early 20th century. We're still using uh, designs like his uh, to this day. Um, And I know you already have this on another slide. I'll just pull it up. But... uh, The venerable uh, 1911, uh, which is uh, just a fantastic, this is a combat master version, uh, as you see down there in the lower corner. Um, Right above that, uh, we do have, where'd my Glock go? Ah, yes. We have the Glock. Uh, Not my favorite firearm, but uh, definitely a very common one. Um, These are polycarbonate frames, a lot lighter. Um, I have big hands and they're not meant for people with big hands. This one, however, is the HK USP series, a fantastic firearm. I promise I'm not getting any um, stuff from them, but they do make awesome stuff. Uh, we got some. Of, we
0: got some submachine guns here too. Yeah.
1: Speaking of H uh, and what we have here uh, is the. Hold on, uh, that
0: is a direct prop from Navy SEALs, 1990, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. Um, this is a and uh, K MP5 silenced. Uh, Navy version, it's got the extending stock here, all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, when this is a gold standard firearm, uh, this is the 9mm submachine gun that you want. Um, there, there's really nothing to compare to it. The closest they ever got um, is the one in the top right corner there. Uh, that is the HK MP7. Uh, this is chambered in the 5.7, uh, kind of an oozy style design. Uh, you can still have the extending stock. Uh, This one's got a nice little uh, functioning foregrip, uh, but fantastic. Uh, Who makes that one? uh, This is also H&K.
0: Okay. That thing is gorgeous. I remember first seeing that in Zombieland.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it fires an intermediate round, uh, bigger than a standard pistol, but not quite a rifle round. Uh, A beautiful firing weapon and kind of crazy.
0: It seems like that's the new, like... um, weapon that they use in, in movies and, and television now as the submachine gun. Like we saw Uzi's using, like the the Uzi in the picture here in, in the bottom yeah. right, uh, which was also used in the film. That seems like that's the new version of Uzi now.
1: Uh, it's very uh, compact, uh, and again, that uh, round is just a, that little bit bigger. Uh, now we're getting into some of the fun stuff here. Um, I didn't grab all of these because I just didn't have room, but uh <laughs> I do have, uh, this is the FAMAS. Uh, As you can see, this is the bullpup design like we see in the bottom right corner there. Uh, The bullpup, basically, the barrel starts at the magazine and goes all the way to the end. So it allows for a longer overall rifle in a shorter package. I'm Uh, sorry.
0: I'm having totally Call of Duty flashbacks right now.
1: (laughs) uh, But when we talk bullpups, there is an important one. Al did have this. Um, and that is kind of the quintessential, the Steyr AUG, also oh, yeah. used by uh, Carl in um, what you call it, uh, Die Hard. Yeah, uh, is is
0: is that Australian one or where's that Austrian? One from? Austrian. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Uh, yeah. This is a fantastic firing weapon. Um, just really crazy, uh, good stuff. Uh, the other two weapons that we have in there, uh, one is a Galil. Uh, which is oh. just fantastic, and then uh, the FN SCAR, which is a modular variation. Um, That's the one in the AKA, upper left-hand
0: corner.
4: Right?
1: Yeah, and yeah. maybe improvement on the M4 uh, or M16 platform. Uh, it's up for a debate there.
0: Love the shotguns here. That one at the top kind of reminds me of the one that uh, uh, the Joker used in the in the um, Heath Ledger in the in the Dark Knight. Uh, then we got the, yeah. the Laws Rock at the bottom left, and then we got the... Uh, the, the um, the pistol grip uh, a shotgun as well there, right?
1: Yeah, and uh, if you're using a shorty shotgun like this, you, that pistol grip, you're not using it necessarily just to pull back. You use it to push forward so that this gun doesn't come back and smack you in the face. Uh, that's not just uh, prettiness. If uh, anybody out there has ever tried to fire a shotgun without a stock— um, even <laughs> if you have baseball glove hands and, you know, the, the muscle mass that I do, those things will try to fly out of your hands. Uh, now the, uh, law, I fired the, uh, the upgrade to this, uh, back when I wore a certain shade of green, uh, for uncle Sam, uh, that, uh, there is, uh, there are very few things in this world that will put lead in your pencil, like a rocket launcher. Uh, it is. It's an experience, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you don't even know until you've done it and watch something go boom because you did it. <laughs> uh, it's. I, I got to do a few things like that back in the day, and man, there's just there's something special.
0: Well, that has been guns, 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 uh, Deadpool gun porn by Lee. Lee, thank you so much. That was really cool. You're welcome. And, and I have one and, more and,
1: real quick, if I may. Oh
0: yeah, please go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh, the bad guys on the helicarrier at the end were carrying belt-fed. Um, uh, M240 Bravos uh, the uh, wow, the saw it, uh, I have this one is the Bucky version so uh, we can actually uh, pull the stock out um, you know go there and it's silenced because silencing a sh- uh, machine gun is always a good <laughs> idea uh, I just got this one and I wanted to show it off so thank you for humoring me Kev nice nice
0: uh, I just wanted to touch on the soundtrack real quick guys that's what we got going on uh, next here uh, Lacey, was there anything about the soundtrack that jumped out at you? Because first of all, we had the mention of lamb. All right, let me get the picture up here real quick here. Uh, and, <laughs> and, uh, so we have angel of the morning, which was the opening montage scene by juice Newton. We had shoot by uh, salt and pepper, uh, calendar girl by Neil Sedaka, uh, the Deadpool rap by team Headkick. Uh, X gonna give it to you by DMX. What? And si- yeah. <laughs> and Carol Whisper by George Michael. Uh, your thoughts on the soundtrack, Lacey? Did you did that jump out at you at all?
2: Well, first of all, we gotta stop saying wham and start saying wham, wham,
1: wham. <laughs> <laughs> so. It um, earned the exclamation point with this album.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> um. You know, I actually wrote down. Uh. You know, Shoop and Angel in the Morning and. Uh, Chicago, you're my inspiration. I mean, some of these are just so it's, it's, it's always fun to watch something that is completely, you know, opposite the actual tone. And, and I think that, um, this is where it just works so perfectly the whole film. Um, I'm not really one for, for music in general. Uh, Because I'm a weirdo Uh, But the music I do listen to is always going to be From a soundtrack, and this is a good one Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely Uh, Anyone else have thoughts on soundtrack? Lee? Uh,
1: Angel of the Morning is just such a perfectly Wrong song for that uh, Opening scene Uh, And again It's one of those things that just sets the tone Like you're not going to know what's happening You're not going to understand this Until the very end uh, but just beautifully done. Uh, I think it just matches the ridiculousness. And, uh, I feel like, uh, all the writers, you know, the real heroes here, as well as, uh, you know, the creative team all had Ritalin when they were kids and stopped <laughs> taking it, uh, like I did. And they came up with a masterpiece.
0: Yeah, they definitely did. What about you, uh, Kat? Uh, I know you like music to a certain extent. Did it jump out at you at all the soundtrack?
3: Not really. I'm I am i am not a music person like Lacey. I mean, I like the songs. I thought the songs were perfect for the movie. Uh I actually almost would have preferred the um the original song they did on the test footage over Shoop, but you know, they did a good job. I mean, yeah. what was the original me- song not, again?
0: Hmm? It, it was Shoop with the the opening sequence. Is that what you're talking about?
3: On the test footage. What was, was the some, test footage music? I, I don't remember the song, but I remember it wasn't it wasn't salt and pepper.
0: That's okay, all I do gotcha. remember. Well, guys, we got some Deadpool trivia here.
3: Uh, I got a leap in.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, I love this. Through a Make a Wish Foundation, 13 year old Connor McGrath, a terminally ill fan from Edmonton, requested to attend the special event for Deadpool 2016 in January, which turned out to be one of the two special screenings in New York and Los Angeles for the fans. However, he couldn't make it due to the severity of his illness. Ryan Reynolds heard this story traveled to Edmonton and surprised him with a private screening of the film. Reynolds said the boy was the first person to ever see this film. They kept in touch until Connor's passing a few months later. Reynolds paid tribute to him on his social media pages. thought that was very, very cool. Uh, During a talk at Google – Ryan Reynolds revealed that the taxi driver character, Joe Pinder, was named after a really cool guy he met in elementary school who died when hit by lightning. The character was meant to be a tribute to him. Um, about 22 minutes in, after Vanessa and Wade have skee-balled and are trading in their winning tickets for balls prizes, balls in
1: holes. Balls and holes. Balls and holes.
0: A large stuffed dog wearing a Deadpool attire can be seen hanging behind the counter. This refers to Dog Pool, a canine version of Deadpool from the alternate universe. Cat, tell me about Dogpool. I need my Dog Pool now.
3: Uh, it was a one, uh, I think it was one or two comics he was in, uh, not counting when all the Deadpools combine together in one universe. So uh, imagine uh, watching an animated v- animal
1: version of Deadpool.
0: I love it. I think that's
1: great. Dogpool. <laughs> Wait, I'm just hoping because we've got the um, the Guardians of the Galaxy coming up, where we get Rocket's origin story, and the High Evolutionary was the one that was experimenting on all these things. Maybe he's the one that created yeah. Dogpool, and this is how we get our shared universe.
0: Uh, I like where you're going with that, Lee. I like that. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds is an awesome person. I don't know if you know this, but while filming, uh, Ryan Reynolds visited Sick Kids via Make-A-Wisp Foundation as Deadpool. Um, Ryan Reynolds also said that Deadpool will be his last comic book character he will ever portray. However, that doesn't mean he won't do Deadpool sequels and or cameos. So that's nice to know. Uh, The Deadpool costume originally had a muscle layer beneath but it had to be removed because Ryan Reynolds was so muscular. Uh, the costume was not was too tight for him. It made him look over <laughs> oh, that was
3: pretty. That's funny. why I said he looked really good in the costume. He actually <laughs> filled <laughs> it out just right.
0: On April Fool's Day 2015, Ryan Reynolds posted on Twitter that the film would be rated PG-13, which prompted fan backlash as a Deadpool character often swears and commits acts of graphic violence. Later that day, Reynolds confirmed that it was a prank and the film would be R-rated. Chad, do you remember this?
3: Oh yeah, I followed as soon as as soon as Deadpool became a thing, and Ryan Reynolds started doing his uh, Twitter stuff. That's when I joined Twitter, and I just I followed him and everything he put up. I was watching it like you know a hungry kid eating a cookie. <laughs> give me more! Give me more! Give me more!
0: In the trailer of the film, uh, Wade Wilson requests, "Don't make the super suit green or animated." Of course, this is a reference to Ryan Reynolds' previous role as a DC hero superhero Green Lantern 2011 Ugh, whose green suit was a special effects rather than an actual costume for Re- Reynolds to put on Deadpool pokes even more fun at this costume in a deleted scene on the blu-ray copy of the, music, <laughs> the blu-ray copy of the movie uh, Reynolds was involved with revising the script with the writers cast members and were allowed to improvise in some of the scenes and uh, he Ryan Reynolds said that there would be over a hundred references throughout the entire film, including Easter eggs, pop culture references, cameos, and direct hits at other Marvel films. They're all over this film guys. And I don't know about you, but I was enjoying every single piece of this. Uh, What about you, Lacey?
2: Uh, I was just going to say, there's actually a, um, a special feature on the DVD. If you get the directors, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, it's just, all it does is go through the entire film and point out all of the Easter eggs. Nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, what should we talk about next? We are done with the trivia right now. Uh, oh, guys, first of all, cat, I want to give a shout out to you real quick. And I want to get your opinion on this. You have a Deadpool costume. You might I even do. have a Deadpool mask nearby. I do. Uh, you have an awesome Deadpool costume. You went all out on this, and you've also done uh, convention Deadpool costuming. I wanted you to give a little bit behind this because there is a serious, awesome, collaboration among fellow Deadpool cosplayers and what they do at conventions. Uh, I want to give you. I want you to give you a minute here on uh, the cosplaying of Deadpool.
3: You get to not be you. You get to put on a mask, uh, a famous mask, red costume, and just be a complete asshole, but in a funny way, and people just love you for it. Want to take a picture with you. When I my very first dress up actually was with you at Star Wars celebration as Deadpool Stormtrooper. Yeah. And I've never cosplayed. It was my first time cosplaying with you. And
0: I remember just everyone stopping me. I, got, yeah. Give me a picture. I, I need a picture. I'm like, okay. Dude, that mashup costume was a hit at Star Wars. It was.
3: It, and yeah. I, I was so excited with it that when I wore it again to another con, it took me 15 minutes to get to the car, got dressed, took me an hour and a half to walk back. Why? Everyone stopped me. And <laughs> that's Deadpool. And then you alluded to uh, Deadpool's getting together. There's the famous uh, chimichanga line. At, yeah. Uh, Dragon Con, which I got to be in when I was uh, Deadpool. Now that, that was amazing. <laughs> just, just, yeah. Everyone running through the con sort of like uh, you do with your, um, Will Roe Hood. Uh, uh, well, yeah, him, but the other one too. Um, oh, Matt, Matt, the radar, the radar
0: tech. tech. Yes. Matt, the radar yeah. tech. Yeah.
3: And just, we, we all stopped. We, we would, you know, do weird shit around other cosplayers and like <laughs> whether it be sexual or violent and they just like stood there and laughed and smiled, and it was just absolutely amazing. Will yeah. I do it again? 1,000%.
1: Nice. When? Very nice. Mm. <laughs> yes, Lee. Uh, I just want to take a moment to announce I am doing a mashup costume. I, I don't – I'm figuring out the details, but I am doing a mashup. I'm going to go as Gandalf Lundgren. Nice. <laughs> Gandalf <laughs> Lundgren. Yeah. So, I, what I think I'm going to do is like the uh, the red boxing robe, but Gandalf style. So it'd be like a, a red satin Gandalf robe with right. the uh, the Russian hammer and sickle on it, and like, a nuclear uh,
2: physics uh, handbook. Bu- uh, uh,
1: nice, yeah. very
0: very nice. Cat, uh, what you got there, man? Woo-hoo. Oh,
2: Woo-hoo.
3: this is my uh, newest piece. It is my Deadpool Mandalorian.
0: Nice my Deadpool
3: fat. So my buddy I made it, made it all looking scratched up and everything. Came with the chess piece, but since you're making a mashup, I just thought I would display.
0: <laughs> nice, there you go. Now I'm ready. This is the way, asshole.
3: <laughs> Couldn't hear what you were saying. I, I smelled. I great. said, that "This is said? the
0: way, asshole." <laughs> it is. Yes,
1: this is the way, asshole. But well yes. done.
0: That's a that's a great
1: Happy great. International Women's Day.
2: This is this is the maximum effort way.
1: Yes, maximum Happy National Maximum day, Effort yes. Women's Day.
0: Love it. I love it. Well, well, well done, Cat. Well done, guys. Let's get into the sequels here. All right, Deadpool Two came out. Cable was announced <laughs> before, <laughs> I love this. this is great. <laughs> Dead before Deadpool's release. Fox greenlit a sequel with Reese and Wernick writing to uh, returning to write the screenplay. Uh, Deadpool 2 uh, was released on May 18th, 2018. And at the end of Deadpool, we got a tease to who the villain was going to be, uh, Cable. Uh, Kat, start with you. Uh, what your thoughts are on the Deadpool 2 sequel?
3: On the Deadpool what? Dead,
0: Deadpool 2, the sequel.
3: Oh, I, I loved it. It was so much fun to watch. Uh, I don't Peter. I wouldn't put as top of the list of Deadpool 1, but there were so many things that were fun. They they brought in some more characters, Juggernaut, awesome. Uh Peter, awesome. My biggest and I've said this before and I said it during uh, another podcast with you, I believe, was Domino. The she did an amazing job and she was great looking, but I the here is still throws me off because I'm so used to seeing Domino with long, slick, black, straight hair. Right. And her having that big afro, just, I'm like, that's the only thing that took me out of that character was the the poofy afro, which I know movies can do that. You know, we've had uh, a black um, Wilson Fisk from right. De- Daredevil. You know, we've had other characters of different ethnicities and races. And I don't mind the different race. It's just the hair. Right, you uh, should have slicked that.
0: Any comments on the rest of the cast?
3: I, I love them all. Yuriko was great. Negasonic was great. Um, obviously, Cable. Um, Josh Brolin did a phenomenal job. You know, the special effects with the metal arm and everything they did was just spot on to his characters from the comics, in the early comics when he's always tweaking and tinkering with his with his arm. It was spot on when they would when he was doing it in the movie. Um, again, Peter. You know, he was great. Right. Uh, I don't remember seeing The Vanisher in the movie, though. That kind of disappointed me. (laughs) Um, And then, of course, all the characters they they had for X-Force were actual characters in... uh, Oh, no, X-Force. Oh, my brain just stopped working. On the helicopter, when everyone... Spoilers, when everyone dies, uh, all those characters are actually from a comic, and they actually all die in their comic when they appear. So that was funny (laughs) how that
1: happened as
0: well. Lee, your thoughts on the cast.
1: Um, I really loved it. Uh, the kid in this, uh, uh, he had to carry a a lot of the, uh, the baggage of the show, did a fantastic job, um, you know, was not who Hollywood would normally have cast. Um, you know, he's heavyset, he's, uh, got an accent, um, he's a little weird. And I think that was a perfect person for Wade to play off of in this, um, I do wish that it had been Vinnie Jones back as the juggernaut. Uh, That would have been fun uh, just to get, you know, that line. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Uh, Again, just to (laughs) to make people angry. Um, I thought the uh, new line was pretty good. I'm going to break you now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think Brolin was an inspired casting choice. Uh, Just. Really funny, especially, you know, because he's also playing Thanos at the same time uh, and they have the zip at Thanos line. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the actor that's playing the headmaster at the at the school. Eddie uh, the, yes, I've been trying to think of him uh, so good in this. Um, I remember him and, from
0: Ray Donovan.
1: Yeah, I, I remember him from uh, like all of the uh, Simon Pegg uh, movies. Uh, he's in all of those. Uh, but a great guy. Uh just way too much fun and honestly peter um, it was so much fun going to cons and seeing that costume <laughs> yeah. just a bunch of regular dads with a backpack on and everyone <laughs> wanted to get pictures with them like it was like cat you know walking through it's like i have pictures with so many peters that year uh um, <laughs> wait that didn't come out right Boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might have
0: yeah that's yeah. funny <laughs> all right, Lacey, your thoughts on the cast and what did you like in the movie?
2: Um, you know, I think that they sort of stepped everything up this time. I think the violence was much more violent. I loved that he got ripped in half and then the baby legs and all that. And it was just hilarious. Um, the I, loved the, yep, um, I loved the cameo with uh, Matt Damon and Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Um, the whole, you know, toilet paper is not enough conversation is legitimately funny at the same time. It's not, it's, it's very, it's, it's a good perspective. I'm just saying. Um, but, uh, I think that everything was just notched up just slightly. And I I loved that. I loved when they, um, they took the, the joke about not having, um, you know, the studio throwing us a bone because the the first movie made more than the guy that invented pants, um, (laughs) and the, you know, uh, it was a passion of the Christ and then us, we beat, we, that's, that's domestic. Internationally, we beat them where religion doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> things yeah. are just little, little, nits. it's just perfect. And I loved it.
0: Yeah. I, I thought it was a really good sequel. I love the auditions for X-Force. I thought that was very, very funny. I didn't know what to expect. Wasn't Terry Crews, one of the X- yeah. X-Force yeah. guys. And Bill Skarsgård. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I had no idea they were all going to die. I thought that was funny. I liked how he went back and he saved Peter, right? I yeah. Remember yeah. Remember correctly? I thought that was great, uh, and then um, the whole was it Brad Pitt?
1: <laughs> yeah, the <banisher>. <laughs> Vanisher. Vanisher, <laughs> looking like Mickey from uh, Snatch. Yeah, exactly. A little bit.
0: Yeah, uh, I yeah I I love this. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I just love the whole thing going between Domino and Deadpool about how luck is not a superhero. Yet you see that yes, in is. the chase scene. They <laughs> yes, see luck. Yes, it
1: is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> I begged the Deadpool. It's I'm just afraid. a bunch of simple tricks and nonsense.
2: <laughs>
0: yes, yes. All right, guys. Are we going
2: we to hit Once Upon a Deadpool as well, or should that be included in this? No, go ahead. Talk about Once Upon a Deadpool. Yeah, um, talk about that. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. It's, it's, Don't waste your f bump. It's part of my... It's it, Honestly, I mean, I love Deadpool too. It was great, but seeing this version of it was absolutely hilarious. The whole conversation that Fred Savage has with about fridging Vanessa and the whole company and like, you know, kind of given the nugget of like where that came from and all this kind of- was fantastic. Um, all of the little pop-ins, you know, the little, um, Fred Savage moments were great. Uh, uh, the final, uh, stinger for the film, the final coda is not what it is in, um, in the original, it's it's actually you know Fred Savage at the very end, and it's I won't blow it, but it's absolutely hilarious, and it's worth the watch if you have the chance. It's absolutely- I, lo- I love
0: this inglorious PG thirteen, yeah. and, and yeah. you <laughs> think about it, they re released this film for the holidays, yep. so because one of the biggest complaints that people had was like I can't take my kids to see this superhero film. Yeah. Because it's R-rated, and they decided to release a PG-13 film, which I thought was brilliant, yeah, it was. and the DVD, and so they make more money off the DVD, which is great, and you're right, the special features are, are, are fantastic, and I, you know what, when they, when movies had to, like, tone down the violence for other, uh, you know, countries, or whatever it is, or for a TV release, this is how you can re- make some money, have some fun with it, shoot some extra scenes with Fred Savage. <laughs> it's just great. Just I thought it was just brilliant brilliant casting.
2: And then you're redefining kidnapping as un uh, unsolicited location enhancement, yes. which is yeah. maybe my favorite line in the second one in the uh, I, I, I would have thought
3: it would right, okay. for back singing.
1: What I think is fun and this is just my own headcanon but uh, this movie basically makes Super Troopers part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because the character of Fred Savage exists in both universes. He's kind of a dick in both universes, uh, and uh, it just—it's so much fun. The weirdest thing about this, though, I just watched Deadpool on Disney Plus with all the boobies and butts and uh, vahina's you ever want to see. I can't find once Deadpool wait, wait, wait. on there. <laughs> Did you just say "vaginas"? Yes, uh, the traditional. <laughs> I wanted to make it more awkward.
0: <laughs> Did it work? Am I blushing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, that was funny. Anyway, sorry.
1: Uh, Deadpool on Disney Plus. Go. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Uh, Once Upon a Deadpool isn't on there.
2: Is that Why isn't it on there? It's still 20th Century Fox.
1: Oh, yeah, but that's but right. Deadpool itself is on there, and Deadpool Two is on there. Well, because it's on Deadpool Disney. Isn't.
0: Yeah, that's weird. You'd think that one would be on there. It's,
1: it's the great. one that has like <laughs> the the rating yeah. that would match everything else in the MCU, and you can't do it.
0: This is the uh, that th- this was the two disc version, or no, I'm sorry, it was the the D- the DVD for Part Two that came out and had, I guess, the the book inside of it too. I love this Deadpool Two. <laughs> nice with the book. It, it's kind of like, and it says depressing books and he's taking mm-hmm. a little selfie, which I think is funny. And it's like this a little bit size of like a, a golden book, which I think is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, that was, that was brilliant, brilliant packaging when it comes to the physical media, this is great, but guys let's talk about
3: F. Oh, sorry. Can we?
2: Yes.
3: Fuck.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about the uh, frenemy. Between Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. I got to ask you guys. I want to ask your honest opinion. They've been having this fun um, back and forth uh, frenemy relationship. And I have to admit, or I would have to assume, in a way it's fabricated to create this buzz for what is now eventually happening with Deadpool 3. We saw that funny... uh, um, promotional gig where you see uh, Ryan Reynolds making the announcement and then you see, you see Hugh Jackman walking behind brushing his teeth and he goes, Hey, you want to be in Deadpool three? He's like, okay. (laughs) 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 And it's been greenlit. It is happening. How it's going to bring Deadpool into the MCU. We're kind of waiting to hear this, but Kat, I know you're excited about this. Thoughts on Deadpool three.
3: When I saw the preview, Again, I was tagged like 45 times, something like that. And I watched it uh, about 45 times, I think. <laughs> and, um, you know, well, I was tagged 40 times. I got to watch it 45 times, you know, one for each tag. But uh, I, I still, I love just, just the idea. And then the second trailer they came out with of him and Hugh Jackman sitting on the couch talking about the whole trailer. But, of course, you know, bleeping out, editing out, cutting out. So I'm like, oh, I got to wait when? when man although I and I've said this before and I don't know if anyone's ever noticed it but if you look at that picture again of the um, Wolverine slashing through the Deadpool symbol there seems to be something if you look at the right eye of Mm -hmm. the symbol I swear there's something there that shouldn't be there and I think it's meant to be something that's going to be in the movie but I don't know if I'm right or wrong on that aspect but you have to really look it's like almost like a reflection of something in that yeah. little section.
0: Or it could just be the metal that's peeled back. But that, that's what I thought in... originally.
3: But if you look at it closer, it doesn't look like metal peeled back. It looks like it's something supposed to be there purposely. Yeah.
0: Mm. Lacey, but- your thoughts on um, seeing Deadpool 3 and just the whole thing with these two guys that are now getting jacked for this role. And they're poking funny oh, yeah. at each other's social media pictures of being jacked. Check this out! <laughs> Look at these pictures, Macy. Your thoughts?
2: Look, uh, you know, I love the whole thing. Uh, you know, top to bottom, soup to nuts, whatever you want to say. Um, I can't wait for this. I love watching all the little nitpicks back and forth. They're, it's hilarious, and it's—I mean, you know—the ugly sweater gag and the Christmas party. All the—it's just—it's just hilarious. And they've had it going for what a decade now. Um, and, uh, you know, Blake gets in on it and, you know, tags Hugh as, you know, her date for things and says, you know, sorry, honey, or whatever. And it's just, it's a great, it's a great kind of, you know, ongoing saga of, of, uh, kind of like the inside joke for everybody. And I love it.
0: Lay, your thoughts on Deadpool 3 and this wonderful relationship between these two guys.
1: <laughs> I think it's amazing. Um, I'll go on record as being one of the guys that actually liked uh, the Origins movie. Um, and, you know, I enjoyed it. It's punch stab the movie. Uh, I, I wasn't <laughs> as invested in any of the characters. I didn't really know Deadpool at this point. Um, and I just, well, it, he was a minor comic character, and I had spent several years out of the country at this point. So right, fine. Uh, <laughs> but uh, absolutely, I'm thrilled for it. The one person that I want to see in this movie more than anyone else, hands down needs to be in the movie, Tom Holland.
0: Oh, uh, okay. The, yeah.
1: the the Spider-Man friendship or any of the Spider-Men, but that's friendship that they have in the cartoons when they couldn't swear and be violent and the way that they got around it to make it even funnier. There's one where uh, uh, Peter says, "Uh oh, be careful for booby traps. And Wade starts laughing and he's like, ha, <laughs> ha, trap. <laughs> and like you know what he didn't say, and it's just fantastic. There's so many wonderful little things. But uh, Lacey, you you, you say you want to mention something?
2: Yes, I would really like to see Keira Knightley uh, have like a little tiny cameo. Yes, just, why? Just just to follow up on the Ferris Bueller of it all from the first film. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just in a coffee shop in the background, you know, just not I mean, don't even just that. I I feel like that's a kind of a that's, that, that's when
0: off. Wade said, oh, she's got range, right?
2: Yes,
1: yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, I want to find out that she's chastity. <laughs> that would <Yeah>. be.
0: <laughs> Kat, how are they going to tie Deadpool into the MCU? How, what do you want to see?
3: Uh, they've opened up multiple universes now. They have the multiverse. <laughs> that's the only way I can think they're going to do it. They're just going to pop, put him somewhere he can make. Yeah, I've been here the whole time. I just didn't want to say anything. Oh, yeah, and I bought the accident with me too. Here they are.
2: Well, we already Oof. saw uh, uh, Xavier in um, uh, Mad- uh, Mad- um, Doctor Strange yeah. 2. So yeah. at least that's the McAvoy version or the, the um, Stewart. Stewart version. So yeah. Maybe I
0: want to mention that in a recent press for Picard season three, Patrick Stewart who's standing next to Gates McFadden, who plays Beverly Crusher. And the interviewer said, hey, Deadpool 3 is coming out. You know, um, you guys obviously were together in Logan. Wonderful movie. Do you know anything about um, you possibly being involved? And Patrick Stewart said, quote, I've been told to be put on standby. That's all he said. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) all right guys uh first of all this has been a lot of fun thank you guys for uh watching live on youtube uh if you're listening to this make sure you check out the youtube we got a lot of fun stuff that we were showing uh this is the fandom podcast network couch potato theater we're celebrating uh deadpool oh sorry wrong one deadpool (laughs) (laughs) hold up your copies again guys lee i don't know just show your yeah there you go
1: yeah <laughs> I'm uh guys I'm this has been today. a
0: lot of fun uh, th- <laughs> th- thank you for coming and lee this is your fault for mentioning this so thank you
1: <laughs> hey it it was a blast you know i i thought of it last year like too late uh and i'm like we got to do a valentine's day deadpool because that was like the funniest release date back in 2016 it sure was
0: Uh, Shout out there to uh, my buddy Aaron at the uh, G.I. Joe Real American Headcast. Great show, guys. Loved it. And happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Appreciate that very much, man. Uh, Lee, uh, where can we find you? Um, People want to reach out to you on social media. Where can we find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, and Instagram, Um uh, Instagram. I'm at the way of the way Facebook. I'm there under my name, Lee fillingsness. You can also catch uh, madman road productions, my film company, um, double action, martial arts, and, and as yet to be named, uh, armory company, uh, all of the names I want are taken. So I got to come up with something that's, uh, uh, good, and you know, it's coming down to like clown penis and fart, like, there's not many names left <laughs> I, for I, an
0: www.clownpenisfart.com.
4: I would w- see
1: clown w- penis, I'd see, <laughs> <I> see that
0: <laughs> classic <laughs> SNL skit. I love it. I used to have a t shirt. I'm that
1: glad that somebody was. got the reference. Thank I
0: got you. it, I got it, I got it. That was great uh cat man thank you so much uh when when uh, this was mentioned i know that we had to kind of work around your schedule here so uh thank I you so much it. i think too if we did this show without you you might have came out here and assassinated me yeah so <laughs> <laughs> uh tell you, you only
3: live six hours away I would, have been there yeah. I would have been there
0: where can we find you on social media
3: facebook twitter instagram all at static
1: cat one
0: I want to give a shout out to David Lozano. Clown fart for the win.
1: Well, I think now I have to call it that. (laughs) See what you started.
0: Lacey, where can we find you on social media? And also, too, you're coming up soon. You're going to be joining us for 1983 Time Warp. We're going to be talking about all the films of 1983. You are one of our most treasured uh, guests on there. Uh, We're looking forward to having you on again. But where can people find you?
2: Uh, I am Lacy Pants on um, the the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram and the. No, I think that's it. I don't uh, I don't post, but I follow people.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, guys, first of all, uh, for those of you that are watching and commenting live on YouTube, thank you so much, and uh, please subscribe to the Fandom Podcast Network on YouTube. Uh, give us some likes, shares, uh, comments as well. You know how the algorithm work. You hear it all the time. Uh, But please uh, help us out, uh, share and uh, get people on there as well. Our master feed for all of our audio podcast can be found at fpnet.podbean.com. Also, too, uh, please, we're on all major podcast platforms. Give us a shout out with uh, reviews uh, if, if you're allowed to do so. And check us out on Facebook, Fandom Podcast Network. You can email us at fandompodcastnetwork at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram and Twitter at Fandom Podcast Network. My name is Kevin. Uh, I'm on Facebook under Kevin Reitzel. You can also find me on the Fandom Podcast Network or on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore Phoenix. Uh, Lee, thank you so much for coming on for this. Thank you for the idea. Uh, Please roll with the uh, clownpenis.fart.com. I think that'll work. great.
1: I I did have one serious thing that I did want to mention though. Uh, We did talk about the, uh, the make a wish foundation a couple times on this episode. Please. Um, I've had the good fortune to work with them. Um, And the, the celebrities get a lot of credit uh, and they should Uh, what they're able to bring to these kids uh, in the worst situations you can imagine uh, is amazing. Uh, but being able to work with them the way that I have, um, I also see the work that the the people in the office do uh, and the love and care that they do it with. Uh, this is an amazing uh, group of people. Uh, it's an amazing idea. They're doing a great, nice thing for somebody who doesn't have much time. Um, and I just can't imagine a better cause to give to, um, and, uh, better people to support. Um, I've got a star Wars movie that I worked on with them coming out later this year. Um, very proud to have been on it. I asked to be on it before I even knew it was make a wish. And, um, you know, I've gotten to know the kid. Um, he actually has a good diagnosis now, which is nice, not uh, as That's common, but, uh, it's, uh, really a great organization. So sorry to bring it down, but no, uh, yeah.
0: Thank you so much for bringing that up. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I've always, that was a nice little peek into the foundation because you always hear about that and how a lot of these celebrities um, contribute their time and, uh, um, and do this for people. Out there. So I think that's great. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, and uh, this was a lot of fun. I hope you guys all enjoy your Valentine's Day tomorrow. Uh, again, Lacey, Lee, chat. Thank you, guys. Thank everyone in the chat. Uh, and uh, David will give you a shout-out here. Make-A-Wish is a great organization to support. So
4: thank you very much
0: for that. Uh, until next time, guys, uh, watch Deadpool. We're getting excited. Uh, oh, also, too, speaking of, of, of Marvel, uh, please check out our True Believers Facebook page. We cover everything Marvel. So we're really, really excited about that. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Thank you so much. And until next time, we will see you on the couch.